Hey guys, Chris Opila back with another men's ministry podcast uh, here from Frontline. I'm excited today, guys. Um, We've got a good uh, message for you, and it's something really that God has just placed on my heart. I've been meditating on a verse of scripture for several weeks now, and I just need to tell you some things about what God has been teaching me through this verse. You know, and and part of the reason I'm I'm dwelling on it is uh, we're in a season uh, of great pressure. It's kind of like a pressure cooker. You put food in and it cooks super fast because of the pressure. Well, we're all in a season right now uh, and this is being recorded in January 2021. We're in the middle of another German uh, stricter lockdown. And it, it, this is a, a time where we're being pressed and grown at a faster rate. We feel it as greater stress. We feel it as a greater tension. And, you know, I, I've learned many things about myself in this season. Some of them I really don't like. Uh, but I'm trying to learn from all of them. And and so uh, I'm thinking about you who might be in a bad headspace right now. Uh, maybe it's just a bad day. And we need to take, uh, some of us need to take this following sentence seriously. Quote, don't make any major decisions right now, end quote. Now, I know major decisions still need to be made, whether there's a pandemic or not. Uh, but for some of us, we are at a limit to our tension, limit to our attention, uh, limit to the stress we can take. And and some of us just need a stress reliever right now, something to let off that pressure. It's like when you've been underwater holding your breath for as long as possible, and you're dying to get that fresh breath of air when you pop through the surface. Some of us are longing for that, and some of us might not get it anytime soon. And so I've been dwelling on a verse of scripture, a verse that uh, the Apostle Paul wrote to other Christians. Uh, and and this is something that it's going to sound simple when I read it, uh, but we're going to dig into it and take a look at it uh, and, and find some guidance for this season that we're in. I'm in the letter Paul wrote to the Ephesians. And the verse that I've been dwelling on is chapter 4, verse 32. The verse says this, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Let me read that again. Verse 32 of chapter 4, Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. Guys, there are two commands in this verse. One is be kind. The other is forgiving others. And those two go hand in hand. And so I've got two points, each around one of those. Uh, First, guys, be kind. It only takes a minute. Be kind. It only takes a minute. Kindness is... Uh, not something that is weak. It is not something that makes you a pushover. Kindness is something that can be supernatural and strong. Guys, this is not supposed to be just normal, polite kindness, although it means at least that. We hear about kindness from preschool on, about rules on how to behave and to treat each other, but that's mostly about what is 
nice and uh, convenient and to avoid conflict. This is talking about kindness in the midst of tension and, and conflict as it leads into forgiving others. And it has a lot to do with your words. And I get that out of just a few verses earlier, verse 29, Paul says, don't let any unwholesome talk, anything that is ugly, come out of your mouth. Anything that is gross, come out of your mouth. No words that are are going to hurt or pummel someone. Only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs, that it may benefit those who listen. Helping build others up, helping encourage people, helping establish them in who they are in Jesus Christ. And do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Instead, get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling, and slander, along with every form of malice. This is a a, a call to kindness, a kindness that is supernatural, goes beyond politeness, goes beyond preschool kindness. This is a kindness that gets rid of all bitterness and rage slander. It's motivated and empowered by the Holy Spirit. Paul writes in another letter that kindness is a fruit of the Spirit. So there's probably times where you've seen normal, polite kindness in your life. I'm interested in knowing when you've seen supernatural kindness come out in your life where you could have responded in those emotions in verse 31 of bitterness and rage and anger and brawling, but instead kindness came out of your mouth. Uh, some, some examples of what kindness looks like in this situation. Uh, one, ask questions and listen more than you lecture. Ask questions and listen more than you lecture. What's your immediate response? You uh, take a look at a situation and you launch into a a five-minute teaching on that subject uh, or you get more information. What was the motive behind the action? Why are you saying what you're saying? Uh, Two, uh, choose wisely what you raise your voice about. Choose wisely what you raise your voice about. Uh, I have a, a pact with my wife that we try uh, in our parenting to only raise our voice when it is something dangerous that our children are doing so that they know if there is something I'm raising my voice over, it is something immediately dangerous to what they are uh, to their bodies or to someone else and uh, I don't succeed in that all the time Uh, I I raise my voice at times I lose it uh, because I am still seeking uh, to live this out and I need God to work in me I need the Holy Spirit to bear this kindness out in my life Uh, And so that's where that verse 30 is coming. Don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God. Don't tear other people down. Don't go to what your instinct says. If you're married, uh, another kindness is to remind each other in a conflict that you are on the same team. You are trying to accomplish the same goal. You just disagree on how to get there. Bring the tension down. Defuse the conversation. Help us to get back to the content and the issue as opposed to uh, the uh, rising frustration that you might be feeling. 
kindness? How do you build others up according to their needs, looking at the situation and what the other person needs? How can you help your roommate grow into the person that they need to be? Now, one thing that kindness is not, guys, is getting rid of all anger, right? There are things that I'm going to raise my voice over when my child is in danger, so to let them know of the severity of, of what is happening. And, and God, in, in Romans chapter 11, verse 22, we see that there is God acting in kindness, but there is also God acting in severity at times. We have to be extremely wise and in step with the Holy Spirit to know the difference. Guys, as you are working through relational difficulties, as you're working uh, through even uh, internal conflict with yourself, are you being kind? Uh, are you asking the Holy Spirit to lead you in the words that you choose, to, in your self-talk, in your talk with others, in the way that you're responding. Are you speaking well of people? Are you building them up? Are you helping them to find encouragement in God, in who they are in Jesus, in the possibilities that God can use in them because of the Holy Spirit's power? Build others up. Be kind. It only takes a minute. It only takes a minute. Uh, part two, forgiving others, forgiving others. And this is, an, an, again, this is uh, not that secular, hey, you have to forgive and move on, forgive and forget. Guys, this is a distinctly Christian forgiveness that you are looking at yourself and your relationship with God in order to forgive someone else. What do I mean by that? Let's look at the verse again. It says, forgiving each other as in Christ God forgave you. In other words, it's saying the, the preparation to forgiveness, the, the starting point to forgiveness is looking at yourself and saying, I have been forgiven. I have experienced the, the kindness of God so I can forgive you. When you are looking at your own self and you're aware of your own mess-ups, your own difficulties, your, your own blind spots, it prepares you to forgive others. You see, God, before you were even born, showed His kindness to you. First, by sending His Son to this earth to live a perfect life, the life that He knew you would never be able to live. And then, he chose again to, to then sacrifice his son Jesus in your place, a substitute for the punishment that you would deserve for all the mistakes, all the times that you hurt others and hurt yourself, so that you could be forgiven of those and have a restored relationship with him. This is an incredible uh, move of God before you even existed. And then if you are a follower of Jesus right now, in your life, God has gotten a hold of your heart. He has sent people into your life, whether it was parents taking you to church, uh, a friend who invited you to church, brought you to, uh, or told you for the first time that you could find forgiveness and a release from shame in Jesus Christ. God was the author of those things. He said, no matter what you've done, I'm going to pursue you. 
And so as we start as a starting point for forgiveness, it's looking at ourselves. Now, if you're listening to this and somebody sent this to you uh, and said, you need to you need to hear this and you're not a follower of Jesus, you'd say um, maybe Jesus is a teacher, but he's not God. Um, I would love to engage with you in conversation. I'd love to hear from you. Uh, send me a message at men at frontlinecommunity.org. Uh, but that's the starting point. Uh, and what it means to follow Jesus is to say that Jesus lived a perfect life, died on the cross for my sins, that I have messed up and broken my relationship with God, and I'm going to trust that Jesus' sacrifice was in my place and receiving that forgiveness from God, that you can have a relationship with Him. And, and many people start that relationship with a simple prayer of faith. Uh, again, if you are in that place where you're not sure about those things, or you have questions or doubts, email me, men at frontlinecommunity.org, men at frontlinecommunity.org. Send me a message. But that's the starting point, guys. Uh, if you are a follower of Jesus, it starts by saying, I have received an incredible amount of forgiveness. If you took uh, one of the old justice scales where you put one thing on one side and another on another side to see how much one thing weighs, you start as a Christian by saying, okay, this offense is on one side. It's like a piece of paper on one side of that scale. And on the other side, you put a cinder block, a brick, a huge stone. And it, that stone represents your sinfulness, the, the, the things you've been forgiven by God and released from. That outweighs any offense any person can bring to you. Uh, and, and so that's our starting point, saying, God, I've been released from all the things I've done wrong. And you took that offense and you buried it. The Psalms say that uh, God had removed our sin as far from us as the east is from the west. That's Psalm 103, verse 12. And so when, when God forgives, he truly, really restores us to, his, to a relationship with him. Nothing is held over our heads for later blackmail. He's not uh, waiting for a little while and then says, surprise, uh, I didn't forget about that thing you did, and here's your punishment for it. We have fallen sh short of all he expected us to be, of all that love requires. Uh, and he has taken it and said, I am wiping the slate clean. And every time we make another offense, he comes back and says, yeah, I've made the slate clean. You are tr truly forgiven in Jesus Christ. Now, uh, for us then, that means as we move from I have been forgiven to, okay, I'm ready to forgive. Uh, that's the preparation stage. Uh, to actually take that and, be, and forgive someone is to bury that offense ourselves. That we follow God's example of forgiving us. We say, if God has removed that offense as far as the east is from the west, I'm going to bury your offense as far as the east is from the west. It's in something internal inside you that you are not going to return to that wrong one day and say, oh yeah, do you remember that time? This is payback. Uh, this is something that uh, we, would f we are falling short of 
in the divine pattern if we forgive a wrong but secretly plan to keep it in the back of our minds for a later time. That's not the type of forgiveness here. This is forgiving someone and saying, we're getting back on the right step. We're getting back on the right page. Uh, and yeah, uh, forgiveness is also costly. It cost God his son. It cost Jesus his life, suffering. And it costs us in giving up the sweet taste of revenge, giving up the pleasure of savoring a grudge, and also giving up the pride of superiority. Because sometimes uh, not forgiving someone looks not like saying you want to get back at them, but using that against them by making you feel better about yourself and saying that person did that so wrong. I would never do that. That's a sign of unforgiveness. Being able to move from that into, uh, yeah, I've forgiven them. We're good. They are free from that. And, and I'm not any better because they did something wrong. Uh, it's, it's a kind of a twisted way to feel better about yourself. Rather, this is a, a, a forgiveness that we can seek God for his power to be able to do because we reflect on ourselves. We say, God, you've forgiven me of so much. Surely I can forgive my, my classmate. Surely I can forgive my coworker, my boss. Surely I can forgive my spouse. Now, this is, once again, something that is distinctively Christian. It starts with our Father's heart and his actions of forgiveness toward us. He was the first one to be compassionate and tender-hearted. And kindness toward each other and forgiveness for others starts with God's kindness toward us in Christ. God's forgiven me, therefore I can forgive. Guys, I'm, I'm thinking about each of you, and, and I'm thinking about myself, that we're in this time where everyone is under tension, everyone is under pressure. We're disconnected from our normal pattern of life, our normal community, our normal relationships, and this has been wearing on us for months. And it takes a lot of self-control right now to be able to to stay calm and stay focused and, and make a, a normal decision. This is a call for us to, to remember that we can be kind in the power of the Holy Spirit. It only takes a minute. And that kindness leads us to forgive others, especially when we prepare our hearts thinking about how much we've been forgiven. So how do we take this and, and make it active in our lives? Well, first it starts by answering a couple of questions. One, what relationships do you need to inject some kindness into? What relationships do you need to inject some kindness into? Maybe it's reaching out to a single guy that is uh, a coworker and just checking in on them, seeing how they're doing since they're not, they don't have a lot of contacts right now. 
Maybe it's planning a, a special uh, connection time with your wife because uh, you can't get out and go to a restaurant for a date, but you can find uh, a free uh, video of a symphony somewhere and you can uh, put together a, a fun date uh, from the couch, get dressed up together. I, I don't know. Come up with some, some good ideas of how to bless her and just build into her, build her up with, your, with words. Uh, for some of you, that kindness might might be spending some time just focused on what your child, your son or your daughter, is interested in, and showing interest in what they are most interested in, uh, as opposed to just coming along with you and what you need to get done on that day. So, what relationships do you need to inject some kindness into? Second, what people? are in need of you to bury some offenses. And honestly, you know, they're not the ones who are going to be looking to you for that. You know who you're still struggling to forgive. Can you make that internal move today? Can you make that internal preparation of saying, I offended my creator. Uh, I offended God by not showing love the way I ought to, by sinning, by, by stepping out into mistakes uh, and doing things that I'm not proud of. And all of that has been wiped clean. All of it has been buried. All of it has been removed from you, and you've been completely restored into relationship with the living God. If he is able to do that, prepare your heart to be able to forgive an offense against you. These are two things that uh, if we can start doing well, if we can tap into the power the Holy Spirit wants to work through you in this time, you're going to be able to get through this time better uh, than others who are not tapping into this, guys, obviously. Uh, Sometimes I say the most obvious and redundant things, but it's so true. God's word is true, guys, and I, I, I beg you to try this out. Be kind. It, it only takes a minute. Build someone up with words. Uh, choose how to respond well and forgive others this week. All right, guys, that's what I've got for you. Uh, It's been burning my heart. It's been helping me. I hope it helps you today. If you know someone who could be also helped by it, I encourage you to share this podcast with them. Send it out to them. Or if you've got feedback for me, if you want to answer those two questions for me and uh, say, hey, I'm going to commit to injecting kindness into this relationship or forgiving this person, uh, shoot me an email, men at frontlinecommunity.org. I'd love to hear from you. Or if any you got any feedback, questions, send them my way. Again, men at frontlinecommunity.org. We love you guys. We're still trying to connect with you. Uh, help us out. Send us, stay in contact with us. Send us messages. Go to our Facebook page. Go to our website, frontlinecommunity.org. We want to engage. Uh, hope to see you either on a live stream or on Uh, a Sunday service someday soon. God bless.